Hallelujah. Good evening. Thank you so much for joining us tonight for our time of ministry in the Word of God and our Bible study. God is good. God is good. He is great and He is greatly to be praised. This is our season of praise at Abundant Life. I trust that you and your loved ones are doing well and enjoying the goodness of the Lord. I hope you are putting on your garment of praise, hallelujah, and giving God exceeding praise because He alone deserves it. He is a good God. He is a faithful God. He is awesome. He is amazing. Hallelujah. If we had a thousand tongues, there would not be enough to tell of the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Well, thank you for joining us tonight, wherever you are joining us from in the world, and whatever platform you are joining us through. I hope you have your Bibles or whatever devices you access the Word of God through. I'm really excited about our service tonight, another opportunity that God has, the Lord has given unto us to be able to come together around the Word of God and to be able to share together, to receive everything that the Lord has ordained for us. Glory to God. Glory to God. Um, over the last um, several months, we have been studying guaranteed success and divine guidance. Praise God. Amazing. And uh, over the last few weeks, as we started to wind down this series of lessons and studies, um, I have just been led to um, have us do a few things, address a few things that are, um, I think are very practical, uh, where success is concerned. Um, there are no deep theological revelations uh, in this series of lessons However, I'm sure the Holy Spirit uh, can throw something at you that uh, is deep for you that you probably need to study and go uh, and go walk on and meditate on. Um, but a lot of these things are mostly um, um, are mostly just um, um, practical, practical, practical things that we can. Uh, delve into and that we can um, look at and regarding our own lives, uh, things that affect us and things that concern us. Uh, I want us to pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, for everyone that is with us online tonight, um, impart your peace, your presence, your grace. Do an amazing work in every life, Father, in the name of Jesus. Precious Holy Spirit, Reveal yourself to us. Reveal yourself to us. Help us to not walk this road alone by ourselves. Make manifest, O oh God, in our lives uh, everything that you have ordained. Fulfill your word in our lives. Perfect all that concerns your people. Grant us great grace and illumination again today. I give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. These are self. Amen. Uh, these are vital, I call them vital, the vital signs um, of success. 
in, in our lives. Um, um, the need for us to do a routine self-check um, to ensure that we are on the path of success. There are five um, questions that I have asked and that I've presented on these um, teachings on this, in these services. And I hope you are tweaking. I hope you are making adjustments and, and ensuring that you continue to be on that part of success. Five questions I've asked. Number one, am I 100% sure that I am in the will of God right now? Do I have God's timing right for what I am seeking to accomplish? Number two, am I 100% certain that I am walking in love with everyone I know and that I bear no unforgiveness towards anyone? Number three, am I 100% sure that I am flexible, malleable, and agreeable? Am I convinced that I am not rigid and unyielding in my ways? Am I open to growing and exploring new ideas? Am I a team player? And do I celebrate my team above myself? Is the collective success of my team more significant to me than my individual success? Am I content with the place that God has given me on my team? Am I 100% committed to living... This is number four. Am I 100% committed to living the life of faith with no compromises or excuses? And finally, number five, am I 100% committed to standing and to keep advancing through the adversities of life? Have I burnt all my bridges behind me? Am I completely sold out to my current undertakings without any double-mindedness or second thought? Like I've said in previous services, if your response to all the above questions is yes, then there is no doubt in my mind regarding your success in life as you practice all the principles of guaranteed success that we have shared together over the last um, several weeks and several months. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Today, tonight, we really want to study together or discuss together um, that second question. Am I 100% certain that I am walking in love with everyone I know and that I bear no unforgiveness towards anyone? Let's start from our theme scriptures for this series of lessons. 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 5. David said, Is it not my family that God has chosen? Yes, he has made an everlasting covenant with me. His agreements are arranged and guaranteed in every detail. He will ensure my safety and my success. That is 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 5 in the New Living um, Translation. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And then Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8 in the Amplified Version it says right there in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8 in the Amplified Version. 
He says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it, for then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. And in um, 3 John verse 2, I love it in the living, the living Bible translation, it says, Dear friends, I am praying that all is well with you and that your body is as healthy as I know your soul is. Glory be to God. Um, the Lord has ordained for us to enjoy the blessings of guaranteed success in our lives. When we practice the principles, a lot of the principles that we've discussed over the last several months together, and, and then when we make sure that our foundation, the foundations of our lives and the, the foundational um, um, areas of success, what I call the vital signs of success in our lives, when we ensure that those areas are good, then there is no question, no doubt whatsoever in my mind that we are bound to succeed. The question we are answering tonight, we answered um, the first question last week. Am I 100% sure I'm in the will of God? I'm in the will of God right now. Do I have my timing right? Am I in the right place at the right time? We discussed that quite a little bit. And tonight we're going to discuss um, love, love and success, <laughs> because both of them are intricately joined together. They are inseparable. The more love we have in our lives, the more we will succeed. Somebody can say, but I don't think, I don't know if Jeff Bezos has love. I don't know uh, if Elon Musk, Elon Musk has that much love in his life. I, well, I don't know how much success they have in their lives. If I don't know how much love they have in their lives, and I don't know how much success they have in their lives. But I do know the word of God is true. And what we are discussing is good success, guaranteed success, success that is long-lasting, success that, that the Lord gives, success that the Lord blesses us with. You certainly, all of us, I certainly want to succeed in the way that God has ordained for me. I want to succeed in a good way. I want to live the good life. Hallelujah. I love that scripture uh, we read last um, last um, in our last service uh, about living the good life Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 I think that was the um, I think that was the amplified version actually I love it I love it um, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 in the amplified for we are God's own handiwork his workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus born anew that we may do those good works which God predestined ahead or predestined, planned beforehand, taking parts which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. 
Oh, I love it. God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, so that we should walk in them, living the good life. God created us. He ordained us, uh, ordained for us to live the good life. That means God's intention, God's desire is that you and I will live the good life. God's desire is that we will have good success. And if we do this self-assessment periodically and we check and we answer these questions, I believe that would ensure it would keep us on the right path to ensure that we're living the good life and that we are enjoying good success. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, tonight we're answering the question, am I 100% certain that I am walking in love with everyone that I know and I bear no unforgiveness? Towards anyone. The Bible says God is love. That is the first connection between love and success. Bible says right here in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 8 in the King James, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. He that loveth not does not know God. Because God is love. God is love and God is the author. He's the author and the source of all success. So if God is love and is the author, the creator, the source of all success, then in order to enjoy God's kind of success, we must love like God loves. There are just no way, no two ways around it. We must love like God loves. It's, it's possible to give everything we have to pursuing certain um, goals and accomplish them. It is possible. It is possible to be very wealthy, especially if we're gifted and if we're diligent and we work hard and uh, we have a lot of good breaks in life. It is possible. It is possible. Um, we've talked a lot about Successful people and people who succeeded in certain areas of their lives. But it is absolutely impossible to succeed like God wants us to succeed, like God predetermined that we succeed, like God prearranged that we succeed without love, without being a hundred percent committed to working in love, to loving the people around us to walking in, in, in forgiveness. It is absolutely impossible to be as successful as God has ordained our lives to be without a qualitative love walk. If God is love and we desire to walk with him and enjoy his best for our lives, we must not only embrace his nature of love, which has already been supernaturally given to us, but we must also align with his love commands and exhibit the nature of love that he has given to us. Love is a commandment. We know that. God never suggested love. In fact, most of the times when the Lord Jesus Christ discussed love, he talked about it as a commandment. 
Look at John chapter 13 and verse 35. John chapter 13 and verse 35. You may want to read this from a few different translations. John chapter 13 and verse 35. Look at it. He says, by this shall all men know, in the King James, um, in the King James it says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love to one another, if you have love to one another. He starts in verse 34 and says, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. A new commandment. So love, loving people is not a suggestion. It's not nice. It's not just a nice thing to do. No, it's a commandment. It's actually, the Lord described it as the only commandment. Remember, um, one time somebody came and asked him, and Lord, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He says, you know, he told him, go and do what the Lord said. I've done all of that. I've done all of that. Then he said, go and, go and demonstrate love. And he said in another place, the, all the entire, the, the, the Old Testament commandments, um, the, 20, the, the Ten Commandments from Exodus that were handed to Moses, um, is all summarized in one instruction, love your neighbor as yourself. That is the new commandment that Jesus gave to us. And Paul said, everything that the Lord commanded in the Old Testament is actually wrapped up in that one commandment to love God with all our hearts and to love our neighbor as ourselves. To love people. To love people. A new commandment I give to you. He says, but I'm giving you a new command. You must love each other, just as I have loved you. Let me give you, the message says, let me give you a new command. Love one another in the same way I love you. You love one another. That is how people will know that you are my disciples. That is one of the requirements for success in life is that you love, you love people. Not love by words, not love in in tongue, (laughs) but love, really love, genuine love, sincere love. Like you love them, you want goodwill, you have goodwill towards them. You love, you have favor, love, favor, goodwill towards other people. Now, I know that's not too difficult for people that we appreciate, people we like, people that we enjoy. 
But the Lord isn't just talking about loving people that we appreciate, people that we like, people that we enjoy. He's also talking about loving others that many times can be unlovable. That's where it really, really gets deep to love people that are undeserving of love. To show favor to people that are undeserving of favor. To show goodwill to people that don't deserve it. That's where it really becomes significant. That's where our love work begins to determine our success in life. Amen. Because that's exactly how the Lord loves us. That is exactly how the Lord loves. He loves the believer. He loves the ungodly. That's exactly how he loves us. And when we love, the Lord said, that identifies us with him. That's how people will know we are his disciples. Well, if love identifies us with him, certainly success is one of the things God is. If love identifies us with him, love certainly is a key ingredient for good success in life. This is very important. And Paul prayed this prayer for the church. It's one of the most powerful prayers in the entire New Testament. I'm sure many of us know this prayer. And um, I'm going to read that scripture in Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 14. I'm going to read it first from the King James, and then I'm going to read it also um, from one or two other translations. Ephesians chapter 3, from verse 14 to verse 20. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. When you know the love of Christ that passes knowledge, then you become filled with all the fullness of God. He says in verse 20, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, unto him be glory. Hallelujah. Unto him be glory. In the, um, I'm going to read this from the message and the New Living Translation as well. My response is to get down on my knees before the Father, this magnificent Father who passes out all heaven and earth. I ask him to strengthen you by his Spirit, not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength, that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in, 
And I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love, you will be able to take in with all Christians the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. That you'll be able to take in the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. That is, that is not the everyday I love you. It's the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Love, so much love given, so much love given and yet undeserved. So much love given and yet undeserved. Extravagant dimensions of his love. Not love because someone deserves it, people deserve it. Not love because, you know, people have loved us too. That's good. There's nothing wrong with that. But the love of Christ and the love that, the love that, identifies us with the nature of God and that guarantees our success and ensures that we remain on the path of success without being derailed is the love that Christ shows, the love, that extravagant, extraordinary, extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breath. Test its length. Plumb the depths. Rise to the heights. Live full lives. Full in the fullness of God. God can do anything you know. Far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by walking within us. His spirit deeply and gently within us. Extravagant dimensions of love. Love, so much love given and yet so undeserved extravagant dimensions of love extravagant dimensions of love giving so much favor and yet undeserved so much goodwill so much goodwill so much goodwill and yet not because not because a price was paid for it not because the person did anything to deserve it that's love that's the love that identifies us with God. Love in the face of hate. Love in the face of hate. No one can truly succeed in life when they carry hate. No one. No one. And our only response to meanness from the world, meanness from other people, hatred, um, disregard, disrespect. Our only response to all of that um, evil that comes from people that despise us is love. To love them like Christ loved them. To love them back. Love them like Christ loved us. Not to pay them what they deserve. Extravagant dimensions of love. When you love like God, you are truly successful. When you love like God, you are truly successful. When you carry hate, that identifies you with Satan. And 
no matter what people do against us, it is for our good that we choose to love them. We must not allow the negative energy, the negative disposition that comes from people despising us, to find place in our lives. It sucks out our lives. It sucks out creativity. It sucks out peace and joy. It sucks out happiness. It sucks out the freedom and the liberty to enjoy success. So, love is the only answer there is. Love is the only answer. If people do you wrong, people curse you, people hate you, love is the only answer. Love is the only answer. Love is the one and only answer that we must give, that we must pour out extravagant dimensions of love. Hallelujah. Extravagant dimensions of love. Our willingness to be like our Heavenly Father and emulate His example of a qualitative love work puts us in position to enjoy success in every realm of our lives. The fullness of His power is made available to us as we conform to His love nature and exhibit his character of forbearance with others. Look at that. The power of God. You see where he says, and, and, and he says, to, to, uh, now unto him, after he talks about now to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, now, then he said, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. The power of love that works in us. Notice the success that's produced in the life of a believer is as a result of the inner working of the power of God. We've already discussed this. Success is within you. Success is not outside you. That success is created by the power of God. I know there's so many stories of people who were despised people who were hated on, people who were, you know, um, uh, badly treated. But who chose the love way? And who found great success? Who found great, great success? Hallelujah. Love is the best response to every hate in the world. We can't afford to get into hatred with the world or with people around us. We can't afford to go there because then we become um, we don't have access to the power of God that creates success. The power of God that creates favor. Have you noticed the more people hate, the sicker they become? The more people hate, the poorer they become? And I know there are a lot of people who have wealth, riches, but who hate. They are not really rich. They are poor. 
Have you noticed the more people hate, the more pitiful they are? Have you noticed that? The more people hate, the more undesirable they are. Who wants to really be around a hater? Who wants to really hang around someone who doesn't have goodwill towards other people? Everybody wants to get away from them. If they have some money, people may want to hang around them just to get some of what they can get. But as soon as they get what they are, they want to get away from them. Quick, quick. Love is power, my friends. Love is the root of success. Hmm. Love creates so much energy. So much energy. When you are walking in love, there's so much life around you. So much life. Do you know bitterness, anger, unforgiveness actually saps life? Saps energy, saps strength? All those things clog up the wheels of progress within the life of a child of God. They dam up negative energy so that we can't fly. They weigh us down. Glory be to God. We must love like God loves. We must love like God loves. Notice the apostle implies that the more love we have and show for others, the more power we would enjoy in our lives. And on the other hand, the less love we have and demonstrate, the less power we will have available to us. And that power is what we need to enjoy the best of God in all realms of life. That power heals us. That power strengthens us. That power brings favor along our path and connects us supernaturally with the resources that God has prepared for our progress and our success in life. It is easy to see the priority that God places on love in our lives and how important it is to our well-being when we listen to how Jesus spoke about love when he was on earth. He never suggested that his disciples love one another. He always commanded it. No matter how difficult we feel it is, we must commit to walking in love. We must commit to loving others. We must commit to loving others. People will do you wrong. They will talk about you. Some will even go out of their way to harm you and to take advantage of you. But we must never get in the mud with them and play on their turf. Love always conquers all. Love never fails. Love will put you over every assault of the enemy. So many years ago, the Lord, as part of my journey, my journey, my covenant journey of growing as a child of God, the Lord took me through a season uh, where he taught me and exposed me to showing goodwill, goodwill to others. Um, 
if I didn't like somebody and I despised them or I thought they were just not good or whatever, I didn't really celebrate good things that happened in their lives. I didn't want them to really succeed. I didn't want them to do well. I found open doors in my own heart to envy and jealousy, finding a way all the time to make excuses for why people should not do well. It's terrible what a lack of love can do to people. And it's very easy for me to talk to you about it. Because the Lord took me through it and he exposed me and it took a few years, but he grew me. He grew me to the point where love helped me conquer that. Do you know it's an evidence of love when you celebrate goodness in other people's lives? You can't just be so focused on your own life, on the things you are looking for in your own life, that when good things happen in other people's lives, you can't genuinely celebrate. You can't sincerely rejoice with them. I found that it's a trap of the enemy. It's a trap of the enemy. There's so much energy lost. So much energy lost. From not living in love. So much creativity, so much potential destroyed. You can't afford, none of us can afford to allow life do that to us. When God blesses people, when God moves people forward, when God answers people's prayers, when good things happen in the lives of people, even when we feel they are not deserving, we ought to celebrate, we ought to rejoice. And we don't have to, to uh, try to show that we are rejoicing, but in our hearts. You know, jealousy and envy, those are things of the heart. Those are the things that limit success. Those are the things that hinder success. But when we love like God loves, we celebrate. And we're compassionate towards others. Who need compassion. And we show forgiveness. To those who do us wrong. To those who hurt us. Every one of us. Every one of us. In order to live a life of true success. Must have a hundred percent commitment. To a qualitative love walk. hundred percent. You can't carry people, you can't bear grudges, bear malice. You can't carry things in your mind. You can't hold records and accounts of wrongs that people do. Let them, you have to let them go quickly, quickly. You have to, you have to release things. Don't carry that energy. It's, it's one of my, it's one of my, my, one of my greatest strengths today. Glory be to God. One of my best um, discoveries, one of the, the greatest things that the Lord has added to me on my journey. Just not carry that negative energy. 
there are some things I don't listen to just because I don't want that negative energy. I say, don't talk to me about it. I don't want to hear it. Because your mind can either be yielded to, to God, to good, or it can be yielded to Satan, to the world, and to negativity. You can't hear all of that negativity and that negativity not suppress the creativity that God has in your life, has for you. You can't do it. You cannot carry all that negativity and not suppress the creative potential that God created you. You can't do it. Nobody can do it. You go here, you talk this, you hear that, you hear this, you talk about this, you all this negativity. You cannot have so much negativity swirling around in your mind, whether you heard it from this, you heard it from that, you, you can't have that much negativity and not destroy the creative potential that God has invested within you. It's impossible. Love. Love is the way out, my friends. Love is the way out. And some people start talking about negative things about somebody, you know, I've just, just, I just want, I want to share with you so that we can pray for them. Uh, we can pray for them. This negativity, yeah, they're out of courtesy, listen, but don't let it, don't even, don't entertain it. You hear, let it go in one ear and let it go out quickly through the other ear. That's ensuring, self-check, ensuring that we remain on the path of success. Love will put you over every assault of the enemy. Love will conquer all and put you over every assault of the enemy. And you can't just love one day. You must love every day. You must love continually. You must, we must keep checking ourselves. And, and every now and then, something is going to try to creep in. Even though the Lord's carried us through it. The Lord's delivered, delivered us from it. The Lord's uh, uh, helped us renew our minds in those areas. You are still going to find something negative trying to creep in. Trying to destroy your creative potential. You find jealousy sometimes. Envy sometimes. Lack of goodwill and favor. Lack of kindness. It's self-focus and self-centeredness. So why, why, why is that not happening to me? Why is it happening to her? Why is it happening to them? Why, why, why is it not? Why, why is it not me who has that? Why, 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 why do? No, no, that, that's that's a lot of that is going to destroy the creative potential that God created you with. Love conquers all. Love is the answer. And love celebrates even when we are not the ones who are blessed. Forgiveness. Forgiveness, you know, works hand in hand with love. You don't need me to tell you how forgiveness holds people in bondage. Unforgiveness, I should say, holds people in bondage. When people hold things, when they refuse to let things go, when they mark things, and you, you can tell the difference. You can, you can see when you have a qualitative love walk, you can see when your life, when this question we're answering tonight, am I 100% certain that I'm walking in love with everyone I know and I bear no unforgiveness towards anyone? You see how very quickly, quickly you can let things go. 
even when you know you were wronged, even when you know you were hurt, even when you generally don't want to be in the presence of, of people, certain people, because of the wrongs they've done or because of the things they've said or the, the, the feelings they have left you with, you can see how quickly those emotions dissipate. They just leave you quick, quick. I didn't say it will leave you in one minute. <laughs> Sometimes the flesh will want to hold on to some things. But, but you see the pressure. See where, where Paul says the love of Christ compels us. 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 Hallelujah. The love of Christ compels us. Thank you, Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. For the love of Christ constrains us because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 14. The love of Christ constrains us. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 14. In the Amplified, it says, For the love of Christ controls and urges and impels us because we are of the opinion and conviction that if one died for all, then all died. The love of Christ urges us. The love of Christ impels us. The love of Christ directs us. The love of Christ controls us. The love of Christ constrains us. The love of Christ makes us. Unforgiveness will sit as long as he has a place to sit. But when we are actively walking in love, you'll see unforgiveness will not have any place to hide. The love of Christ impels us. The love of Christ compels us. The love of Christ constrains us. The love of Christ urges us. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is writing off the wrong that someone may have done to us, knowingly or unknowingly, and not holding the wrong against them. Forgiveness is writing off the wrong that someone may have done to us, knowingly or unknowingly, and not holding the wrong against them. We forgive people not because they qualify for it, but because God requires it of us. It may be difficult to forget what people did to hurt or harm us, but we, we can let it go. So we ourselves are not in bondage to the pain of their offense. We can let it go. It may be difficult sometimes to shake it off, but we, can, we must let it go. So we ourselves don't get in bondage to the pain that they created in our lives. We must let it go. We must let offense go. We must let people that, the things that people do wrong again, we must let it go. And quickly. There are people who hold on to things 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. They still remember. They keep on acting the same way, the same things, with the same, um, uh, the, the, the same responses. Like the thing happened two days ago. It happened 10 years ago. It happened 15 years ago. But they keep, keep acting like it happened two days ago. Unforgiveness will shut up the elements of your life. 
if you let it. Unforgiveness will break down. Will break down. The, the, the blessings, the increase that God has apportioned for you. Unforgiveness will shut the heavens. Rain will not fall. Unforgiveness will cause things to dry up. My brother, my sister, the spirit of love, the spirit of love, constantly walking in love, constantly, constantly walking in love, that spirit of love will separate us from the bondage and the yoke of unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is from Satan himself. Think about it. God forgives us. Remember? He said, forgive in the Lord's Prayer. Help us forgive so that you can forgive us. God himself forgave us first. God himself is a God of mercy. Look at Psalm 103. Psalm 103 from verse 8. God himself is a merciful God. A God of mercy. A God who is so kind. A God who doesn't hold anything against his children, against his people. Psalm 103 verse 8. The Lord is merciful and gracious. Slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. Look at that. He's merciful and gracious. Slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are but dust. For as for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him. And his righteousness unto their children's children. To such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do them. To love like God is the recipe for true success in life. To love like God is the recipe for true success. In life, to love like God, to love like God. Unforgiveness is a tool of Satan himself. Unforgiveness gives us access and gives Satan access to us, gives us access to Satan's work and gives Satan access to our lives. Unforgiveness does. Unforgiveness makes us sit at the table with God and yet at the same time sit at the table 
with the devil. When you are a child of God and you carry on forgiveness, just remember you are sitting at the table with God because of your covenant with God, but at the same time, you are sitting at the table with, with Satan. And you can't do that. That's contrary. That's, that's, there is a law. You, cannot, you can't sit at God's table and sit at the... So, ultimately, you'll be ejected from God's table and give Satan access to your life. The blessings, the bread, the wine, the favor, the glory, the increase, the success that God has prepared in the presence of your enemies will be denied you because of unforgiveness and will sit at the table of the enemy giving him access to our lives. Unforgiveness opens the door to Satan and gives him a foothold in our lives. Sometimes believers are not able to receive blessings that the Lord has received to them, re- released to them because they will not release people that have hurt them. I learned years ago from the late Kenneth E. Hagin that unforgiveness will keep believers sick and poor. It will be difficult to receive breakthrough in the spirit if we are holding on to grievances in our hearts against people. I encourage you to do all you can to walk in forgiveness. Regardless of the gravity of people's misdeeds against you, let them go. Leave them in God's hands. Let God deal with them. Receive an appropriate grace from the Lord to write off debts and hurts and restore people quickly to their original place of favor when they demonstrate and produce fruits of repentance. Be quick to let it go. Be, be quick to restore people. Be quick. Be quick to show favor and goodwill again. Don't hold on and hold on and hold on and hold on and hold on until you can't hold on anymore. No. Be quick. Let it go. Let it go. And take that godly, divine energy and let your creative potential erupt and continue to walk in the path of good success. Father, we thank you. We thank you so much for loving us. You loved us first. You loved us first. We give you glory and praise tonight. Thank you for your mighty presence in this service. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you, Father, for all of my brothers and sisters. Bless them and their families and their loved ones in the name of Jesus. We give you praise for the power of love that is working within us, causing the the limitless potential and creativity that you created us with to constantly erupt and keep us on the path of good success. We give you glory and praise, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Thank you, saints, for being with us tonight. This was long, but glory to God, glory to God, love always wins. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Thank you for being with us tonight. We're out of time. Look forward to seeing you again, same time next week. Good night. God bless you.